Uh, she binds the cleric in chains of shadows, starts condemning their fit of anger, and the bindings, the, the bindings that she used, <laughs> that, that, that Freudian slip. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals Room Terra, episode 142. I'm your host, Ryan. Here with the other host, Hedge. We we did it. We came <laughs> back. We survived. <laughs> we survived the winter of Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're still stuck in the middle of this cold snap uh, post-holidays, but uh, let's talk about some Morgana. After housekeeping, of course. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, up top. You can listen to us everywhere. Visit us at podcastcore.com for all of our info. Email us at podcastcore at gmail.com. Remember, that's C-O-R. Uh, follow us on all platforms because that helps with discoverability. And then leave a like and comment wherever you listen. We appreciate it. But the easiest way how we've made it to this point is to tell a friend to learn to resist pride by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. Ooh, that's right. We'll we'll bring you some humility on this show. That's what mm. we're about here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think we can safely say that, right? <laughs> yeah. We it's our show. We can safely say whatever we want. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I dropped my bag of coins. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> so we're talking about Morgana's story today specifically prayer to a crumbling shrine. So we're not going to revisit. Uh, it, it's in the same style as our kale story, which is why we chose it, um, in which we're reflecting back on these figures as they're seen in present day society. And specifically this one, we start in our story, which is best told in three parts. And the story starts following Rin and their aunt Perea. Uh, walking through the forest on the outskirts of Damasia. So, as you know, Kale is the dominant theory in Damasia proper. Obviously, the people who are on the outside of that thought is, you know, in the outskirts or among yeah. the petricide trees, the petricide right. forest. Yeah. So, uh, a recap, real quick recap as far as with the beliefs. Uh, the Morgana being the veiled, uh, the veiled one or the veiled protector, and Kale is the winged, the winged protector. And since Kale was all for justice and everything, that this is why, like, she's more the Demacian proper because that in it's reflected in Demacia as we know now, where all magic is evil and it's law and order to the T. And Morgana was always for the down the beaten and the downtrodden. Yeah. She wanted to help like refugees like herself and just wanted to help her community, but now with the current state of Demacia, the beaten and downtrodden all have some kind of magical touch. So they they're now on the outskirts. They are just living in the like under the radar. Like these are all people that are running from the cops. That's yeah. who that's who that's who Morgana's working with here. Yeah, so in the story, we have Rin recently received a black eye from their brother uh, by being accidentally hit in the face with the butt of an axe. And Rin is angry about this, right? And has rocks in their pocket, kind of planning to do something devious to kind of get back at their brother. And 
there's a point where they reach this dark, damp part of the forest, and they see the rough state of the statue, which is the veiled one, which we've already spoiled it, (laughs) (laughs) is Morgana. And the aunt brings up the situation between the siblings and says, you know, why do you want to hurt your brother despite it being an accident? Like the black eye wasn't on purpose. And Ren believes that the brother deserves their own black eye. And this brought to mind, you know, an eye for an eye causes the whole world to go blind. Uh, And the aunt says, okay, I'm going to tell you a story and we're going to learn a little lesson here about the veiled one. Yeah. And the, like it it is neat here as far as seeing um, what so far we can argue are kind of like normal people that still kind of believe in Morgana. Yeah. Uh, Because especially with the whole tale of Morgana up to this point is with the climate of Demacia, it tends to be more magical beings and stuff, Mm -hmm. but like it, not everybody was down with the cops, all right? Yeah. So it's it's pretty... It's, <laughs> what? It's ref- I don't believe you. Yeah, it's refreshing to see, like, this story taking the perspective from a relatively normal kid just going on a walk with their aunt, yeah. right? Like, that's that's refreshing. So I do enjoy that. But I, I also love that it's, like, you know, real talk time. All right, kid. All right, kid. Let me tell you why you can't go peg your brother with a bunch of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and this thing is the part two of our story, uh, where we end up with a story within a story. So you guys know how Hetch and I feel about flashbacks yeah. uh, being the number one uh, distasteful thing. But we, if it's done well, we understand that and we respect that. And we have a story within a story, which is a close second. So (laughs) this starts with a cleric and their pupil walking through the same forest to see the actual veiled one. And upon reaching Morgana, the pupil mentions they want to repent for attacking their cleric in a fit of anger. And they horribly scarred their face. And Morgana's like, well, okay, why were you angry during the situation? And the pupil is supposed to answer and they reveal okay well the cleric was attacking another student or teaching a pupil a lesson quote unquote uh and before he can finish answering the cleric interrupts yeah uh yeah teaching a lesson they're teaching a lesson the same way that mobsters would teach their <laughs> rival gang members a lesson with yeah. concrete shoes. <laughs> yeah. like, or no. La Chancla. <laughs> or La Chancla. I <laughs> but, but, but I'm glad that like you said it appropriately, which was like, yeah. what caused you to be angry? Well, the cleric was attacking. I mean, administering a lesson. It's like, no. <laughs> He's attacking the pupils, like so. Like it is a good reveal here, though, because like that also like kind of matches up with what we know of like a lot of different uh, like cult esque mm-hmm. kind of beliefs. Like this, this is Rutera's version of that, right? It's like the flagellants of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I must be punished. Uh, except this time like they're not doing it willingly it's the cleric that's doing it so it's like okay now we have a better picture of what's going on so morgan is gonna be cool about it right yeah yeah so i mean here it goes right here Uh, (laughs) the cleric (laughs) reveals that he sometimes lashes out on pupils with a whip to help them learn uh but he believes it takes he takes no pleasure in the punishment morgana insists you do take pleasure in the punishment And this is where the pupil then interjects to try to defend the cleric's action. I just want to, you know, make an aside here that uh, this is common behavior when it comes to victims of abuse, 
right? Defending your abuser, finding reasons for the abuse rather than reasons for the actions uh, that are resulting. And before they can even finish trying to defend the cleric with a statement, the cleric smacks them in the face in front of Morgana, and then the cleric tells the pupil they have no need for their defense in a fit of anger. <laughs> Ironic! You know, there is <laughs> there is no better way to convince someone that you don't enjoy something yeah. like doing the thing you're saying you don't enjoy in front of them <laughs> unprovoked. <laughs> Because it's not like the student like was grabbing him and like initiating something, right? Yeah. It's literally just like he's not that bad of a guy. Smack! Like you shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> and it's like, dude, like what? It, are we are we actually looking at like a cleric at his pupil, or is this a pimp with his hoe? <laughs> like you don't speak unless I speak to you first. <laughs> oh my god. Keep my pimp hand strong, Kale. <laughs> so yeah, this was the part three, and Morgana does not waste a moment. Uh, she binds the cleric in chains of shadows, starts condemning their fit of anger, and the biting the the bindings that she used <laughs> Freudian slip. Hey <laughs> <Ayo>. yo. <laughs> <laughs> or, or wait no no what is it the kids say now i'm too old for this um yo pause yo pause <laughs> so the bindings begin to force empathy almost like uh it's like a wonder woman's whip right that forces the person that's wrapped in it to tell the truth it forces the empathy on the cleric for them to feel everything the culminating feelings of all the pain they've inflicted on their pupils. And it puts them in like a fentanyl state <laughs> where they just kind of lose. It's wide eye, your life rushing before you as he's feeling all his pain. And as the cleric's soul is actually being punished, if you've listened to our Alawi episode and you understand how she uses Nagaboros to force this type of punishment or realization on people um, that deserve judgment, it's very similar. And then the pupil leaps in and begs Morgana to spare the cleric, which once again what? is another what? very common behavior I for victims of abuse. And he doesn't like the pupil doesn't just jump in begging uh, Morgana to spare the cleric. Like the words that is used is he actually asks Morgana to punish him in the cleric's yeah. place. Like I, I, it's like okay, at what point do do you accept that you have Stockholm syndrome? Like yeah. that's a, a extreme. But it is really cool as far as getting to see the chains at a deeper level because so far in everything that we've read mm -hmm. uh especially like in both kale and morgana's bios every time morgana catches somebody with the chains she basically burns them like yeah. same like the same kind of level as like kale's judgment yeah. um and so it's nice to see that there's more depth to it than just like a purple chain Kamehameha, right? Like there's, yeah. she can use them in a manner that does actually administer ju judgment. That's not Kale's version of judgment where you just die. Yeah, right? Flaming Sword does not function the same way as some dark Fla chains. <laughs> Fla Flaming Sword has only one move, okay? <laughs> 
<laughs> and that one move is death. All right. So it's nice to see that it's like, oh, and it matches more what we know about Morgana's bio yeah. so far is that she does. She believes in like the ability of rehabilitation. Yeah. But but if the crime is heavy enough, she has no problem administering a judgment. So yeah. it, it's nice to see that here instead of just, you know, burn them all. Yeah. It's. You know, we get a fast forward here now to days later, but still within the story in the story. So stick with <laughs> us. We're trying our best. Yeah. <laughs> the pupil then returns to the cleric's quarters and they find that they're now behaving in a completely different and more positive manner. They're more gentle and more patient with all the pupils to the point where they're even smiling. Right. And that's huge. Right. Because to the point it, it, it's kind of like a. It's kind of the instant rice version of rehabilitation, right? Because it's only a few days later. But, you know, this, they're scarred. They still have their scars. It's not like Morgana healed the scars, right? They went through this experience of being binded and feeling everything they've put their pupils through. And remember, this is an older cleric. So for like you JJK enjoyers, <laughs> when that domain expands... And Gojo's making you experience reality in like a small time chunk. It's like that, but emotions of everyone you've done wrong to. And that kind of sparks something cool as a concept I would like to see uh, to do a little tangent here before we get back to the story is I would like to see Morgana interact in a complicated situation with someone who has a pure background and see how her magic works and the realizations that come out of that experience. Because up to this point, she's only functioned within the realm of Demacia, right? Right. Yeah, like, it, it would be very interesting to see her, like, interact with someone like Zoe. Yep. Where, because, like, Zoe's literally just a kid. Like, yep. there's, like, everything that Zoe's done has not been out of ill intent. It has just been out of the pure sake of entertainment. Yeah. So what would happen if the chains catch her? Like that that would be hysterical. I think yeah. that would be a very fun or read. Even an entity that behaves like a natural disaster yeah. and has no intent, it just is. Yeah. Right? Like exactly. a nocturne. Like, can you chain oh. a nocturne? Oh. Can you, or, like, lamb like and wolf, a, can you, yeah. can you yeah. chain? Yeah, right? Like I, that I like, kind of stuff, right? Uh, or, I mean, like, if you're going down, like, that path, like, what about, like, Maokai? Yep. Like, with the literal wrath of nature, mm -hmm. like, it's just a response to the world around them. What happens if that gets chained? Can you even chain it? Like, they, there's a lot in Runeterra. There's yeah. a lot in that realm, and it, chaining these things could just have, ev like, so many different possibilities now that we know, like, the depth of what the chains can do. Yeah. Um, but I... I think like the best character to chain I just Shaco. because I want to know Shaco. I you were disgusting. <laughs> but I am no better because I was gonna say Evelyn. Because I wonder if it'd just be like an overload. And it's like Morgana just gets like a backlash of like yeah. oh. <laughs> oh god, you've done what what did you do? It's just a reel of lesbian porn. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> an eternity. Like, instead of sex it's instead of instead of like the the chain sound animation from the game like she throws her ult out and it's the the drums from like the ph website oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just on loop <laughs> we're going to hell yeah <laughs> so memes aside um the story in the story's finished 
And the aunt checks back in on Rin to see now how they feel about the incident with their brother. And Rin mentions their brother apologized after they fell and chooses to drop the rocks that they were carrying and kind of let it go. And the aunt is pleased by this, right? Pleased by the change of heart and leaves them with a statement saying, you know, remember, revenge is an act of pride, but teaching is selfless. And that's a great quote uh, that I think anyone can live by. Yeah, and it's a great quote to wrap this little story up too, because uh, as far as like the the message of the story is wonderful, but the the way that the flashback is handled, I understand it's a short story. Yeah, you can't add a lot to it, otherwise you then aren't making a short story anymore. Yeah. I get that, but it, it really is just like ah, uh, he hurt me. No, he hurt me. I will show you who you hurt. I have I have repented. <laughs> so the, the message is great. Yeah. Story leaves a bit uh, leaves me a bit wanting. <laughs> yeah, and if you, you know like if you do what we say, you tell a friend and they listen to this and at the end they're like, "I just don't get it." There's a problem. You need to look deeper into that friend because this is a very simple short story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But we get a uh, we get a little bit of a Disney ending here where, you know, they they give thanks to the statue for this lesson. The aunt turns to leave and Rin notices that the smoke from the lantern that she blew out uh, starts to curl around the missing eye of the statue and begin to shroud the figure. Uh, and Rin doesn't stick around to see what's happening. They turn, they leave to catch up with the aunt. And that's where our story ends. Yeah, and that the, it like, and that's a nice little throwback as far as like to our kale story. Yeah. If that was an episode you listened to, thank you so much. If not, check it out. If yeah. you like the tale of the two sisters, because it's one of definitely one of my favorite stories in Runeterra. Yeah. But the like the that story ends with the with that priest kind of getting the feeling that Kale, the winged protector, was looking at them. Yeah. Like when they were turned to walk away. And now we have Ren having this feeling of like, I could swear that like the smoke is forming around the eye into a veil. But Auntie's on the run, so I gotta catch her. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it gives like that same vibe, yeah. which is nice because it's like you the for regardless of which camp you would align yourself to, the Demacians still believe that the winged protectors would return one day. Yeah. And so it's nice to see that it's like there's there is something happening. Like there's something there that gives them that feeling that they could just show back up. Uh, so it's a nice little, you know, kind of cherry on top of the story, uh, even if it's a very mediocre Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, we'll leave it there. This is a short one. Uh, we finally got through the two sisters. We'll come back. There's more stories. They're related oh, yeah. to other things. It's never the end with any of these, uh, but it is the end of this episode. So thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with the next episode. Yeah. Take care, everybody.